You're listening to the AZ Wild AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by Jacob brought to you by Jacob Franklin brought to you by DraftKings America's number one sports book app Jacob you don't need to hide we all love you right here All right tons of comments to get to already but let's first talk about the elephant in the room. Well, not the elephant in the room. That implies something negative. Arizona, I thought, was going to lose this game in the second half when uh, when um, San Diego State went on that run, went up three, and it looked like everything was dissolving. And then Arizona comes back, and they hit them with that, fast, with that patented uh, Arizona run and never really looked back. And before long, Arizona was up 10 there, John Schuster. Uh Arizona should send San Diego State a Christmas card. This is this is one of those if X Y Z H and Q happen, then we're talking about how things didn't go well for the team. Yada yada yada, which of course means just the opposite. Uh, Arizona gets players in foul trouble. They score, I think, on one bucket in the fast break, a Henderson three pointer in the second half. San Diego State more or less controls tempo. Uh, is a veteran team that gets back into the game after Arizona squanders a big lead. And the Cats still managed 87 in this game. And in the last 10 minutes, you know, last eight minutes at least, eight, eight to 10 minutes, I think we're mostly in control. This was a really good performance for the U of A, even though it didn't look good. And at times it was frustrating. This San Diego State scouting report game plan was exactly how teams with this type of talent are going to face Arizona, with this type of physicality. If they can limit turnovers and they can keep the cats in front of them and hold off those fast breaks, then they think they have an opportunity and they're going to try to be as physical as possible and uh, beat Arizona up. And the cats were up for the challenge and up for the challenge at times with some players who you wouldn't necessarily expect in some key moments here and there uh, did some good things that allowed Arizona to solidify this. Obviously, we're going to talk about Ramey, rightfully so. He's good. Uh, he's he, and an outstanding addition to what Arizona needs. Creasa was phenomenal tonight, uh, especially but, in the second spe- second half, especially. But in, and 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 Ballo and Tabellus were very good as well. Tabellus especially in the first half. In the second half, not as much. In the first half, Tabellus was very impressive. He's He's his own TV channel to watch away from the ball. Uh, sure. his, his his fundamentals and ability to get into position and utilization of angles is something to behold. And it's a, it, a very Gonzaga-esque thing. It's oftentimes as almost as interesting as what's going on with everybody else uh, on the floor. He's, he's, he's really interesting to watch. But while those people should be discussed... Visar had some key minutes in in difficult circumstances tonight, and there were a couple other guys. Henderson was tough, mm-hmm. uh, and and you, you know I thought I thought Arizona kind of found a way to obviously just get it done, and their ability to battle as well as they did and turn the tide in a game that was really looking weird in a game they looked like they had control. And then to me, to some degree, it almost felt like Tommy Lloyd was playing for tomorrow. Right. Uh, it was it was time to go to the bench. It was trying to, you know, if you're in control and you got this thing at arm's length, San Diego State struggling from the field. Maybe it's going to be 10 to 12 the whole game. Rest the starters a little bit because you got another tough game tomorrow and the team across from you played its own extraordinarily energy expending matchup. 
But then Boswell comes into the game, and, and I'm not blaming Boswell here per se. He had a tough night, and San Diego State jumped on that. And then it took Arizona a while to get back into stride. Late in the first half, it obviously got away from them, and then early in the second half, it did as well. But Arizona was able to right the ship and uh, do a lot of things necessary and in ways that they haven't usually won before. They won with defense, and they won playing in the half court. And that's not supposed to be the recipe for Arizona's success, but they were successful, and I thought pretty darn impressive tonight. Okay, Jacob Franklin says I need to turn my speakers down a tad. Okay, let's do that. Is this better, Jacob Franklin? All right, it, Jacob Franklin says it's better. Okay, okay maybe hard to tell because I think I'm echoing out of your headphones. Okay, now let's talk about Courtney Ramey, obviously. that You talk about a absolutely fantastic addition across the board. You watch him. First of all, he's heady with the ball. You never get the sense that he's going to turn the ball over. He can shoot the three. He can get to the basket. Oh, yeah, by the way, he can also defend as well. I mean, he's been kind of a – I mean – if you were to draw up kind of a perfect addition for what this team needed, Courtney Ramey would kind of be that template. Absolutely. Uh, that, that he's, he, he's a heck of an addition and the ability to, and, and will the willingness to take big shots, the ability to make them is a nice combination. And he, and we've talked before about how uh, Tabellus and Ballo complement each other on the inside. Now there's a possibility that Creesa and Ramey complement each other on the perimeter and two guys who are willing to take big shots uh, when uh, makes things a little bit more difficult uh, for already strained defenses. Right. All right. Now let's talk about Umar Umar Ballo. He is, uh, and our guy Matty M, Matt Muehlbach, was, uh, we were texting a little bit during the game, and he said, this guy, kid is so much better than I could have ever thought that he was going to be. And, man, you talk about hitting the nail on the head right there. This is a... a he is he is a problem on a variety of different fronts right there. First of all, when he gets the ball and he takes time, and he takes his time, he generally kind of maneuvers his way to the basket where he gets a dunk. Or, you know, and he's also shown too, he's got a little bit of a left-handed finish. He's got a right-handed finish as well. There's a lot to like about him. And again, he feels like this is going to be about a 15 and 9, 16 and 9 type guy, game in and game out. And if you get 16 and 9 from both of your inside players, yeah. that's tough to deal with. And then you get uh, good performances from the perimeter as well. But Arizona's big man coaching staff needs a heck of a lot of credit for the footwork that uh, Tabellus and uh, Ballo have yeah. implemented uh, between uh, uh, dur during the offseason. And in addition to that, whatever their physical regiment uh, has been, uh, has is in the early stages, obviously, uh, paying dividends. So because of the way that they have been able to improve, you look at the other big guys on this roster. And again, we talked about this earlier on at some point, you're going to, you're going to get into a foul trouble situation or someone's going to have an off night or something. And then you're hoping somebody off the bench can provide you with competence. And Arizona got competence in its bench play tonight, in addition to very good play from the starters. And that's a that's a good recipe. This was a grinder game against a team that I think is pretty good. Um, right. I, I, I agree with that. I think San Diego State can win a game in the tournament. If things break their way, they may be a second weekend team. Uh, but they're the type of team that I'm really interested to see, and I'm glad this matchup played out the way it is. 
I'm interested to see how well they play Arkansas tomorrow. Arkansas is another team that expended a lot of energy. Right. If San Diego State is competitive against Arkansas tomorrow, who we think is a grade A physical athletic college basketball team that can be a lot of problems for a lot of people and make a deep tournament run, then maybe that bodes well for what we saw tonight. And maybe San Diego State isn't a team that is, you know, sort of a facade as the season moves along, and perhaps this isn't as good a win as I feel like it is right now. So I am curious about what I, plays, you know, this, what plays out tomorrow. But but I like what I saw from Arizona and the way they gutted through this one, and still won convincingly. Well, and that's the thing too is that Arizona. You got to remember, with about 14 minutes left, Arizona was down three, and they, you know, by the end of the game, they're up 20 again, and they just hit you with those runs. Uh, a guy made a really good point here, and I wanted to uh, I wanted to give John Schuster a little bit of credit, but first, got to pay the bills here. Four Peaks, the official brew of PHNX Sports. Now, you might say, Mike, I thought the Four Peaks were the U of A big men, which has essentially become two peaks. We'll just call them the peaks. But Four Peaks is also, again, the official brew of PHNX. Great uh, stuff going on down there at in, uh, Tempe. Um, you can go down there, watch parties, root against ASU, root for the U of A, or you can also come down here to tap and bottle and watch uh, – and watch Arizona, and you can back the A by drinking some of that uh, great, delicious Four Peaks brew. And OGs. All right, here's the deal. Breaking news. OGs has agreed to a new deal with PHNX. The terms of the agreement were not released at the time, but sources close to the two sides say they were immensely excited and looking forward to creating more great content between the two sides. As always, you can find uh, them at your local dispensary. Must be 21 and up to enjoy. Again, OGs, check it out. I got some of those when I went up to Phoenix. Highly, highly recommend right there. All right. Now, um, we were talking about uh, – oh. Arizona's up-tempo style. I thought it was an interesting point you made about how Arizona, that the way that they get up-tempo is by passing the ball. And it's not by a traditional outlet. It's by Kirk Reese many times getting the ball, sometimes three-quarter court, and then just tossing it ahead to the running big man. It sounds simplistic, but you don't see a lot of teams that are able to uh, actuate that. No. Uh, and, and and the way that Arizona, it's, it's very... Interesting. Uh, last night we talked about how on a perimeter shot, the guy guarding the person who took the shot is often the one who streaks down the floor after the rebound has been uh, garnered by Arizona. Once they make sure that the rebound is in Arizona's possession and make sure that there, you know, there isn't a reset on the offense because somebody got an offensive rebound, uh, then they break down the field or rather the floor and usually uh, get down court in a way that uh, can be very problematic. They were very good at doing that in the first half, uh, Tabellus especially. But tonight, Tabellus even did it from different spots on the floor. And he's really crafty about it. Kind of looks around, you know, he did it He did it off ball a little bit on occasion. And even from the inside, the the play that's going to get a lot of rightful highlights where Creesa found him running and he tipped it in um, on the break is a play where he was not defend. He was kind of in the middle of, of almost closer to the inside, uh, almost the circle area below the foul line and still managed to break and get down the floor before San Diego State did. That's going to be the type of thing that Arizona is very effective on throughout the course of the year. However, I still think it's very important to note 
Arizona didn't do that at all in the second half. And I don't know if that was by design or because San Diego State specifically scouted and defended against it, which means that Arizona had to win this game offensively in the half court, and they were still able to do that. Right, for sure. And I think they're going to be able to win games in a variety of ways here because when you've got the peaks, the two peaks are going to be able to beat you up down low. I think they're going to be able to pretty much do this against almost any team. Now, there's going to be games, you know, your Kentuckys, your Dukes, where, you know, you've got a lot of really good big men up front. But Ballo and uh, Tabellus right there, to me, are both going to be guys that you can kind of count on game in and game out. I'm curious to see, though, at that small forward position right here. And uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about Pella Larson. As the competition's gone up, I'm not going to say that he has, he's been bad by any means, but you know, he's kind of just been another dude out there. He's played some pretty good defense, no doubt about it, but he certainly hasn't stuck out the way that a guy like a Ramey has, or a guy, heck, even a Cedric Henderson or a Creesa has, he's been kind of just, he's been solid. He's been there, but he hasn't really stuck out. I think the way that some people thought, I don't think that's a problem. No, uh, I don't so either. You, 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 well, I think you do. Um, or, uh, you know, may, it wouldn't have necessarily been, you know, if it's nice and it and it provides uh, another offensive uh, benefit if Larson is a guy who, you know, can put up 15 points a game. It gives Arizona a well-rounded attack. But I think... I think Larson had one of those deceptive lines where he was a stabilizing factor for Arizona on defense. I would be really curious to delve into the numbers a little bit deeper to see how effective the guy that he directly defended was in this matchup. And I'm guessing he wasn't particularly effective at all. I think Larson did a really good job on the defensive end to the point where he had one of those, he didn't have any number on the floor whatsoever, but was still important defensively. Uh, and it allowed Carissa to have a good night on the offensive end and Henderson to be solid and, you know, the other players to deliver uh, double-figure performances. Larson, I thought, did not play well last night. Tonight, I thought it was kind of stabilizing and didn't need to be a guy who uh, put up numbers to be effective on the floor, especially on the defensive end. Let's talk about Kirk Creasa here because, again, he's taken a lot of arrows, but this was a he's been fantastic so far this season. Uh, you look, especially in the second half right there. Um, this was a guy who didn't shoot well in the first half. I think he was one of six, but he had some great passes. Um, in that second half, he also came up big. The one thing about him too, is that he does not lack for confidence. And I think there's a, there's a, we've seen a lot of guys there and sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad, but we've seen a lot of guys who, when they start struggling, they start looking at the rim a little bit differently. He's going to still chuck it, chuck it up right there. And if you can get these kind of performances from him against good teams, then you're going to be in a really good spot. And this was one of those interesting games, and even Tabellus went through this a little bit, where there were points where it's like, oh, man, San Diego State's game plan is just beat up Carissa. And it was relatively effective in pockets. And it's like, oh, boy, this is the type of game that's going to be a problem again. Uh, but Carissa was able to work through it, stabilize things, and uh, obviously performed exceptionally well tonight. I will say, with about eight to nine minutes or to go. And I'm not saying that San Diego State's going to have enough to win this game, but it changed the entire complexion of the game. There were two calls that benefited Creesa and mm -hmm. went against San Diego yes. State. There was an open steal in the midcourt that often leads to a fast break for the opposition. 
and there was a play where Creasa was pretty clearly the guy who charged. It got called for a block. Right. Creasa then went to the line and made four free throws and opened up the lead. That part helped. But if those calls go the other way, maybe that's a four-point swing in favor of San Diego State, and this game's a little bit closer down the stretch. That is an aside, and it's certainly a nitpicky thing. He was – this is about as tough as I think we've seen him against the style of competition that is potentially difficult for him on a regular basis, that kind of physical, athletic, constantly-in-your-grill approach. And uh, Carissa was up to the challenge tonight, and it obviously is a good thing to see from a Wildcat perspective. All right. Before we start looking ahead a little bit to next game, I want to give uh, Cedric Henderson uh, Jr. some more credit. He is, again, we've talked about it. Our good buddy Rob Lance even said that he's going to have another guy that can give you some position flexibility. He can play the three. He can play the four. He's just got kind of some guys just, again, and I'm not saying he's great, but some guys just have kind of a knack for being for finishing, for getting rebounds, for being around the ball. And he's that guy. And I think you're going to see a kind of a stat line throughout the season where he's going to probably be about seven or eight points, three or four rebounds, a couple assists, and he's probably going to play some pretty good defense. I think he's really carved out a nice little niche for himself. You don't feel bad about him out there. So At when all. You, when, yeah, and, and that's exactly what you want from a contributing bench player. And if he's the first guy off the bench, okay. So be it. That's fine. Frankly, if he's a starter, okay, so be it. He he looks like he's kind of right on that fringe. And uh, I, I think he's going to be a very instrumental player. He's He and Ramey have been really helpful in terms of Arizona being in a position where uh, the transfer situation benefits them. Uh, they're not, obviously... Uh, replacing Matherin, replacing Terry, replacing Coloco. That's that's that that's a tall order. But they have closed the gap a little bit. And along with that, Tabellus has gotten better, Ballo has gotten better, Crease has gotten better, and it, and 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 that's those three. I think even Larson's better despite his line tonight. And again, I think Larson was very important yeah. on the defensive end of the floor this evening. So so you they those guys give you depth and the ability to perform. And now if you look at, you know, Ramey obviously is a player yeah. uh, and, and you feel good about his upside. We've had a couple people mention Mark. We've had a couple people mention Mark Lyons. Do you see any of that? Sure. Uh, that, that's mm -hmm. an interesting, I don't hate uh, that. Not, neither do I. I had some, I was talking to somebody earlier today who made the Khalid Reeves uh, reference. And I can't remember if last night, uh, refresh my memory, Mike, I think you and maybe Mulebach mentioned that as a, as a distant comparison right, as well. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 so if you're making, you know, is, is Ramey Khalid Reeves? No, but is, is if he's Mark Lyons, there ain't anything wrong with that. Either. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially if he can tone down uh, the uh, turnover element, which was sometimes a bit frustrating with Lions. Lions was often a feast or famine player, but when a big moment was there, he was generally uh, there for he you. He was generally there for you, and and so if uh, Ramey can curtail the turnover aspect of Mark Lions with the big play nature of Mark Lions, I have no problem with that comparison at all. So again, you're looking at two guys who have come into the program and benefit Arizona from a depth standpoint and from an ability to score standpoint on different parts of the floor. That's good. And when they come into the game, you're not like, oh, geez, here we go. Arizona's not that deep. 
Uh, and and the performance of Vasar tonight, I thought was a little bit more advanced than I expected. He's and, a weird. He's a weird yeah. guy because there's some there. Uh, there's a lot of moments out there where, to quote our friend Kevin Woodman about uh, young players looking to work on their coordination, he kind of looks like a praying mantis where right. it's you know where it just looks. But then there's also some uh, moments where he'll block a shot or he'll get a rebound where he gets up, you know, th- you know, three feet in the air or something, and it's just like whoa. I wasn't really expecting that. I didn't expect that to come along. There is something to him. It's and, and and again, it it helps because it's natural for big guys to get into foul trouble. Ballo's gonna pick up two fouls a game because he weighs 40 pounds more than his opposition. Right. Uh and and Tabellus tonight had a couple fouls like that as well, where you know, he was either outmaneuvered or something on the defensive end, or the referee gave the other guy the benefit of the doubt, depending on how you want to look at that. Uh, so you're going to have to have a third guy off the bench who's competent. And if he's playing 15 minutes, I think maybe you're a little bit uncomfortable with that, but he can give you a good five to eight. Then, you know, Arizona, you feel like they can weather the storm. And again, with the bench tonight, there were times where they actually extended the lead a little bit, which I thought was uh, sort of uh, interesting to see and maybe a good sign uh, for what the team's overall depth situation is and the type of thing where maybe Arizona, again, with its style and with its depth, uh, can wear teams down. And there's an eventuality that works into this, and perhaps San Diego State hit that tonight. Uh, Ricky Garrett, the great Ricky Garrett, has made the point about my biggest concern is stupid turnovers that lead to 20-plus points. We're going to get to that in just a second. But let's say that you were uh, – we were talking about uh, – we're talking about uh, Mark Lyons. And let's say that you got a – you know, you started saying to yourself, I'd really like to go watch Mark Lyons play in, like, Scandinavia or wherever he's playing. I don't know. But you're like, I would have no clue how to get the tickets. I wouldn't even have the first idea where to get tickets. That's where game time comes in. If you're looking for tickets to sporting events in Scandinavia, or if you're looking for things locally as well, whether that's concerts, whether that's uh, whatever you whatever you have, game time is where it's at. And you can get up to 60% off. Um, again, check it out. Buy your tickets through the link in the description. Again, it's for you great procrastinators out there. William Brad Alice would 100% like game time. So again, check it out, game time. And... Tap and Bottle. Tap and Bottle downtown. All the away game watch parties. We're going to be kicking those up for basketball here shortly. Um, but again, a lot of a lot of people have come out for football. Great stuff. A lot of fun to be able to watch uh, watch the games with like-minded U of A fans. And you've got four peaks down there as well. So you can cheer on the peaks while you drink a couple peaks as well right there. So again, ch- check it out. Um, tap and Bottle downtown and game time. Um Looking ahead to Creighton, Arizona. If Arizona wins this game against Creighton, because did you watch any of the Creighton Arkansas game, John? Yeah, I watched quite a bit of it. By the way, our guy basketball game. By the way, our guy Eric Musselman. I know he drives a lot of people the wrong way. It looks like he's going to get thrown out of every single game, (laughs) but but I do like watching him. But both Creighton's good. You could you could tell Creighton Creighton's good. That was a good Arkansas shit. Creighton's yeah, very they're legit. legit. This is if, as good, and, and I know they've had good teams, but uh, and they've yes. been very solid. They look and like solid real, Yeah, they they look like a real force, and I love and, I love their offense. You know, so it, I I think Mike tomorrow you're going to have. I was telling, I was suggesting to somebody else. 
I think, unfortunately, what's maybe going to happen tomorrow is that since both teams expended so much energy right. in this game, that there may be some sloppy elements to that one. But if Plus both it's an earlier were, start, and it's an earlier start, if both teams were playing at where where rest what where where rest and potential fatigue wasn't the case, I'd be I wouldn't be convinced if 120 wins this game. Uh, I think they, they're they both great on the offensive end, and I think it, it, it theoretically could be a field day. I like Arizona's depth, especially on the inside, but Creighton's big guy's good. Well, and let's talk about Arthur. Good too. They're well, they're they're well versed and well rounded. Let's talk about Arthur Kaluma. Arthur Kaluma is one of the best big men in the country. This is going to be, I think, a real test for the U of A big men right there because this is a guy that can get you twenty and ten on a basic on a regular uh, regular game, and we'll find out what exactly Arizona's guys can do. Now, again, both of these guys passed their test with flying colors because, again, San Diego State. If you were to look at this, the Maui Invitational, Cincinnati was a big step up from the Utah Techs of the world. San Diego State was clearly a step up from Cincinnati. And Creighton is clearly going to be a step up from San Diego State as well, which is clearly what you're going for. But that's going to be a fascinating game to be able to see just kind of the interior matchups between the Peaks and what uh, Creighton's looking to do. Yeah, and uh, one of your commenters just uh, now mentioned that uh, Creighton's big guy in terms of defense is really good without picking up fouls. Mm -hmm. And so he's going to be a legitimate test. Uh, so you have one interior guy uh, who can pull you to the outside and then beat you off the dribble. And another guy who's a more traditional seven-footer uh, who's somewhere in... He's much more, he's a better version of Visar. He's not Ballo and he's not, he doesn't have necessarily the mobility uh, and the shiftiness that Tabellus has. He's somewhere in between, but he's excellent. He had 21 points tonight. That kid can play. And, right. and, and in the backcourt, they're really good as well. That that was a, and, and, and I know Bill has spent a lot of time understandably focusing on Arkansas not being at full strength and being a real factor uh, once the season progresses. I think we all believe that's the case. But, Creighton was pretty damn good tonight, and uh, I think Arizona is going to be in for a really interesting test. Although, I they both run very similar styles. Their offensive sets are great, uh, and, and as a result, I think we we may be in we we may be in for a shootout. That game has a chance to be a blast, and I think Arizona's got a real chance to get the W. All right, Chad McDonald says, uh, again, our uh, our good friend Chad McDonald's from Bob Dobbs fame says he trusts in Ballo under any circumstances right there. And Chad McDonald's has been on the uh, uh, the Ballo train. What's the Ballo bandwagon. That's the right. Ballo he bandwagon. much drives that baby. You hit the nail on the head, though, John Schuster, as many times you do, which is hard because you have a very small head. I really do. But, it's, uh, yeah. uh, it requires a lot of aim. Yes, you do for sure. Schuster always had the smallest helmet when Little League or in uh, Pop Warner football. But um, a, a, a quick, quick, quick story, and then I'll let you get back to it. I I have uh, some compadres, shall we say, who do not have small heads. Right. So part of the entertainment factor is when they try on hats that don't fit, and then they give the hat to me, and it basically comes down below the nose. Uh, that's that's comedic visual entertainment right there and i'm guess who just at yeah always happy to play the foible by the way we have a special guest that's going to be joining us tomorrow no on the post game 
our good friend Matt Mulebach. No way. Yes, Matty really? said it would be his pleasure. Man. So yeah, no, we're looking oh, forward to that one. Matt Mulebach right there. So again, Mr. Triple Double himself. Okay, so all right. Um as far as uh, as far as Ballo though, I want to go back to him again because I think Ballo is kind of gonna be a real equalizer because the how do I put this? There's could be games when Arizona's shot isn't necessarily falling or they're turning the ball over. What he's been able to do, though, is every time down the court, essentially, he's been able to carve out his own space and he's taken his time. A lot of times, like especially last year, the game looked too quick for him. You could tell that it was a very much a concerted effort by this coaching staff to uh to be able to get uh, him in the spot where all right, we're gonna need you to be able to make some plays and he's done that in a way that I didn't really think he was going to be able to do. I thought to I'm not to be honest with you, I'm not shocked by what Tabellus is doing mainly because I mean Tabellus he was 16 and 9 last year, 16 and 8. Ballo though to me is the one that I really did not see happening. One of the things that is fascinating in modern basketball where everybody loves to shoot the threes, which is entertaining that I say that with such disdain, given that uh, when I was uh, screwing around on the hard court and usually the concrete, all I did was shoot and defend threes because it meant that I could run less. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so I loved that kind of game. Uh, but, but, it is fascinating in modern basketball that some that the number of teams that just don't go inside, just don't pound, just pound it inside. And Arizona is going to be a problem against most of the teams it faces this year because of the simple size that it has underneath the basket. They will be if Arizona isn't top five in two point field goals this year. I'm going to be shocked, and it's and it's right, because. You can go to Tabellus and you can go to Ballo. And if you can go to Vasar, that helps as well. Uh, and and just get something in a possession if everything else isn't working, especially against athletic teams like San Diego State. You know, let's say, and and there are better athletic teams out there. Arkansas is better athletically on the wings. Houston's better athletically on the wings. Frankly, Oregon might be better athletically on the wings. And again, I think San Diego State's really good and a real problem. And I'm I agree. Glad this, I'm glad this game happened. And I'm glad Arizona handled it the way that it did. Uh, so, so this is not to disparage SDSU at all. I think they're going to have a very good year. There are going to be teams that they play this year who maybe don't score 40 points. Right. They're rough. They're bruisers. They're, but I think it's fair to say that there are other teams out there who have more of a skill set and can match them or a little bit better athletically. So if Arizona has a problem against those of that eventual competition, then you can pound it inside, and maybe you can draw a foul. And Tabellus is pretty good at the line. You'll want him to be better. Ballo's shooting about 67% from the foul line right now. You want that to be better. If you can get both of those closer to 75%, it limits the number of times you go down the floor with a wasted possession and sometimes can stem things when you're struggling from the perimeter. Have I told you about the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX? You haven't told me about the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX, since last night when a Cincinnati player hit a three-pointer at the buzzer to screw up everybody's line because they logically took Arizona to cover the spread. But I have a feeling, I have a feeling 
you're going to tell me about it right now. I am going to. And our good friend Chad McDonald's talked about how he hit the under on this one as well. I would not have bet the under on this game, but, you know, good uh, good for you, Mr. Chad. All right, here's the deal. New customers can bet, put down $5 on any NBA game money line and get up to $200 in free plays if that team wins. Think of it this way. John Schuster said last year that he bet against the Pistons every single game. They went on a nine-game winning streak. Here's what I'm going to ask for John Schuster from the post game. Find a team, uh-huh. and again, doesn't need to be today. Find a team, though, that you would say bet against them each each and every game, and we will keep that going. Uh, we Dude. will. Uh, what sport? Ba- basketball, NBA. NBA. Oh, okay. I'll, uh, you know, being, uh, okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll look, look into it. Yeah. All right. That sounds, that, that sounds very entertaining. We know exactly how this is going to go. You can also boost your winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. What's the code word? PHNX. PHNX. Again, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. So what are we looking for then tomorrow um, against uh, against Creighton? What I'm looking for mainly, I'm very curious to see how Arizona's guards play. Mainly Creesa. I think uh, I got a pretty good idea on Courtney Ramey. I know that looks weird to say that, you know, he's only played two games, but I got a pretty good feel on him. I'm curious as how Creesa uh, matches up with the uh, Creighton guards. And I'm also very curious to see about how Arthur Kaluma uh, goes against Umar Ballo slash Julius Tavellis. Yeah, they have, uh, with Kaluma and Nebhard, they've got two guys who athletically match up favorably with pretty much any team in the country. And, uh, and, and, and it shows. And now, along with that, they've got other players who, they've got a seven-footer who's really skilled, and they've got complementary players who do good things within the system. So this is, I think you can favorably say this is, Certainly the best Creighton team I've seen. Yeah, uh, for they, sure. they they look to me a lot like the model. Frankly, it's Arizona, Gonzaga, and Creighton. I think they're very similar. Just just watching what I saw tonight, Creighton runs many of the many similar sets. Their offense flows very well. They cut without the basketball. They're very unselfish. A lot of things that we hear about what Arizona does. I think this is going to be a really good matchup offensively. I think if you want to get into the boredom aspect of it, limiting second shot opportunities, I think is important. But you know, you're also I'm also curious how effective, and this, this is this is kind of the next step in whatever we think Arizona is, and whatever the concern elements may be. How good Arizona is against a team that likes to run as much as they do, and whether Arizona plays good transition defense as much as they cause transition problems for other teams' defenses. I think we're going to see a lot of up and down tomorrow. I think it's going to be an extraordinarily entertaining game. Ricky Garrett, you make no apologies for anything. This chat is here for all of you. You are the community out here. You're the one that makes all of this go. You guys talk about what absolutely anything you want. You can make fun of us for all, uh, all, you know, all I care. And believe it or not, fish in a barrel topic. There's a lot to make fun of. I don't know that I might have opened a Pandora's box right there. But I do want to end with uh, uh, the game is at three tomorrow, so we'll be on at about five. I do want to have a little bit of fun, though, with my good friend Jacob Franklin, though, right now. Jacob was getting a little testy. Jacob, you can join if you want, or you can do – You can. all right, Jacob doesn't want to join. So here's what Jacob <laughs> says. Jacob texts me because one of my favorite things to do is 
when ASU football is playing, I when ASU football is playing, I generally ask, does anybody have the, the ASU score? Because they're generally down. I'm impressed that ASU can spell elite. Yes, absolutely. So here's what Jacob says. Do you have got the ASU score for me? Believe it or not, I didn't have the ASU score for him. I quickly mm. looked it up and saw that they were beating Grambling. Oh, they my Grambling tonight. Yes, Mike, what was your response? My response I thought was pretty good. By the way, the DraftKings Sportsbook app. My response, though, I thought was pretty good. I said, no. I said, I'm busy watching two top 25 teams right now. Ugh. That's Ugh. a nice return. Boy, did you, man, you delivered. I'm not sure it was a knockout blow, but that was. The problem is I can't shot, Jacob. I, I I have to go well, with body blows. You have blows. to go to the body blows. Yeah, I got to go to the yeah, body yeah. blows because I'm not going to be able to reach the head. But you know, it's, take it for um, it does. Uh, <laughs> does does Mr. Franklin uh, uh, believe that ASU football is going to win on Friday? That's a great question, Jacob. Do you oh, believe this? Thanks, <laughs> Jacob. He's typing the response. He's right typing now. as we He's speak. But oh, yeah, well, there it is. Uh, by the way, I'm back in the day all day on that one. Yeah. I think Arizona is going to win that game fairly easily. To be uh, honest, what's with your you. score? I'm going to go 27 to 17. I'm back in the A to a 10 point win. Hmm. All right, I'm sure uh, Jacob Franklin has a uh, a different outcome in that matchup. Yeah. I'm well, he's got to say that though. I actually mean. Oh, he it. does. Yeah. Oh, you sure. actually mean it. I so actually mean it. it. All right. Uh, <laughs> All right. But everybody out there, we will be back with you tomorrow about five, maybe five fifteen. Um, again, really appreciate all of you guys. Um, this was a very uh, native cat 87. This was a very blue collar chat right here. Uh, we like blue collar around here. So again, really appreciate you guys all. Oh, Ricky Garrett right here. I like this one. 70 to 7, Arizona. Back the A. Uh, if that. that happens, Ricky Garrett is paying for the Arizona billboards that will be up on I 10 for an entire no, year. We are paying, everybody out here is paying for it, and we're going to put uh, courtesy of Ricky Garrett on there. <laughs> so, again, appreciate all of you, though. Uh, we will be back with you tomorrow. Um, for everybody out there, I'm Mike Luke. That's John Schuster. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats post game show, uh, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. We'll talk to you tomorrow.